Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. It's the dog days of summer, which means a lot of pool days, lake days, 4th of July coming up. Be careful, make good decisions. Uber, taxi, walk, I don't know. Whatever you do, be careful. But if you find yourself needing legal representation, Marcos Garza and his team are the best DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyers in East Tennessee. You're going to want the best result possible for your case, no matter what it is. Before you say guilty, say Garza. You can get in touch with someone 24-7, 365. That's right, even on holidays. Garzalaw.com, 865-540-8300. Garzalaw.com, 865-540-8300. On today's episode, we, uh, let's see, we talk, well, Hawks got some good news. Hawks got some good news. Love to see that. Talk about the Tennessee uh, basketball SEC schedule. Get a chilly check before we get into football season and some questions. Let's get to it. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you Wednesday, June 29th. That's right, the year basically halfway over. Seth Hughes joins it in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, sorry about last week. I was on vacation. Not much I could do about it. Content creators need vacation, too. I always say when you're uh, your own brand, you're on the clock 24-7, but... Just know I was working, even though I didn't have a microphone in front of me. I was still out here working. I expect nothing less. You ever been to Key West? I have one time. What were your thoughts on Key West? I found that kind of boring. Okay, good, because I thought it was pretty overrated, too. Uh, That is one place that I would never, ever go back to. I won't say never. If my friend was having a wedding or something down there, I would go. If the love of my life wanted to go, I would go. But I'm never choosing to go there again, and I'm going to fight to go back. Or to to, to not go back, I should say, every time it's brought up. I found it very boring. I was shocked when I got down there that there were no beaches. I told you that. I told you that. I know. I I, I, I don't know if you did tell me that or I, I did. Remember, I but... did. I did because uh, the uh, your friend at the game... She was like, yes, there are. And I'm just like, no, there's not. There's not beaches in Key West. You don't go to Key West to go to the beach and sit. There were like two man-made ones, but they were terrible. Yeah, th- yeah. Uh, we yeah, we had this discussion, game two of the Notre Dame series. 
Okay, well, she's not listening, but I'll send her a text to tell her that you told her you told her you told her so. Uh, I was yeah that that was that was, that that is my exact hang up with Key West is that there's not a beach like I don't like fishing like if you love fishing then you'll love Key West cool I don't like fishing the pools at my condo were no good either they were very very bad they were if you'd have gone to any apartment complex in Knoxville that has a pool the pools at this condo which is a nice condo community would be worse than all of the ones in Knoxville. See, and that that to me says all you need to know about Key West. Like, we're down to the part where, like, we're having to talk about a pool at the beach. And and they didn't deliver on the pool. You know, I, some people like going to the pool at the beach or whatever, but I can go to a pool every single day of the year, but I can't go to a beach every single day of the year. So when I am at the ocean, I could not care less about a pool. I want to be at the ocean. I want to see waves. If I get wet, I want it to be salt water. Like, I, I don't care about the pool. You know, and that's how that's, that's how bad Key West is. We're sitting here talking like, and the pool sucked. Like, is Key West just boring? It's a snooze fest. If my sweet mother is listening, please know I'm not complaining, mother. She paid for the trip. I'm very happy. I'm very happy right now, Seth, too. We just got some breaking news. I was hoping it was going to happen while we were on the air. But my Hawks got DeJounte Murray. Let's go. Let's go. Is that the dude from the Spurs? That is the dude from the Spurs. There were three players in the NBA last year, Seth, that averaged 20 points and nine rebounds. James Harden, Trey Young, and DeJounte Murray. Let me say that one more time for you, Seth. Three players with 20 points and nine rebounds. Or, excuse me, god damn it. Cut that out, producer. I was supposed to say Joel Embiid didn't average that. I had a couple. I had a couple of white claws at the pool. I told you I had an hour of pool day, so let me cut this out. Hold on. Three players averaged twenty points and nine assists in the NBA: James Harden, Joel Embiid's teammate, Trey Young, and Dejounte Murray. We got two of them, Seth. I want to give a special thank you to the Miami Heat. They whipped our ass in the playoffs. It happened. They exposed that no one else on the team besides Trey Young could dribble. And they motivated the boys to go out and upgrade. And we got, you know, a 26-year-old guard that is not quite Trey Young level, but he's pretty damn good. We got two of the best, probably 10 guards in the NBA now. Yeah. And all we had to give up was Gallinari and, and, and three draft picks. What a win, Seth. I'm on top of the world. Enough about you bitching about Key West. It was a week. It was a beautiful vacation because it led me to DeJounte Murray. Congrats to the Hawks on now possessing the fifth best, ro- the fifth best roster in the East. In the NBA. <clears throat> yeah, in the NBA. In the NBA. That 4-5 that opening round matchup of the Hawks versus like... No, the no, heat, no, no. The no, Heat no. next year no, no, will be no, no, awesome. No. We are going to be at least a top three seed in the East. At least. Yeah. You're not going to steal my, my joy today, Seth. I'm I'm telling you congrats. We were, what, 26? We were, like, we were like 26 and 13 once we got healthy last year. Like, we were pretty good once we got healthy. We got to keep John Collins, which maybe we trade John Collins now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll trade him. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella is a pretty good starting five. It's a pretty solid starting five. Yeah. 
As I said, it's in the top half of the, of the Eastern ah! Conference. Man, I'm so happy. I'm glad we get to share this together. You're trying to steal my joy. I'm not going to let it happen. This is a real move that makes a team better. Not your Buffalo Bills getting Von Miller's old ass. No, no, no. Now, what were we talking about, Key West? It was a great time. Thank you, Mother, for taking me, if you're listening. Seth, what did we miss over the last week? I feel like we're at the time of year where we ain't got much to talk about. Uh, in terms of Tennessee? Yeah, in terms of Tennessee, you, you know, you, you figure I out guess the, 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 the basketball the 15 the, or 20 minutes about The basketball about. team had their conference schedule announced. Okay, that actually was pretty good. My takeaway, I'll get to yours after mine. My takeaway was I thought we got a pretty good schedule. Like, I think, I think we got the four teams we want to play at home, at home. And, you know, of course, we play Kentucky on the road every year. But we didn't have to go to Arkansas, and we didn't have to go to Alabama. So I feel like it was pretty good for us there, too. Yeah. I think, like, the sneakiest road game is at A&M, probably. I think they'll be pretty good, probably, I imagine, with, with Buzz. It doesn't seem any harder than last season. No, that's what I, that, that's what I looked at. I looked at the schedule. Because I remember, you know, when the schedule came out last year, I said we should go 13-5 and five as a minimum in conference. Mm-hmm. Some people said I was crazy. We went 14-4. and four. I feel like that was a pretty honest 14-4. and four. Like, you could say, like, we should have won the Alabama game because, you know, we, we were without our starters, and that's probably true. But outside of that, like, you know, we, we struggle with Ole Miss. We maybe should have lost that game with how bad we played against them or against Florida. Like, we, I feel like we, we just kind of called it a wash. Like, we were pretty good 14-4. and four. We could have maybe gone 15-3. and three. But when I look at this schedule, Seth, I, I see that we probably should go 14-4 and four with this conference schedule as well. Yeah, it's it's. Do you agree or disagree with that take? Yeah, I, I agree. That sounds good. Yeah, the first month of last year's conference schedule was so brutal. I, had, you know, I mean, and not to admit, you played LSU on the road when LSU was really good, and you played Arkansas on the road when Arkansas was really good. Like you just really didn't catch many breaks last year with that schedule. Now Arkansas, when we played them, wasn't the beginning of the year, but you. But yeah, but exactly. If we had played them at the beginning of the year, it would have been fine, but we didn't. Sure, 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 sure. Other than that, the first month of that conference schedule was atrocious. Um, it's certainly not going to be like that. Yeah, 14-4 and four looks good. I think we're going to be really good. Tell me if you agree or disagree with these takes. Looking at the home slate, I'm going to go ahead and pencil in wins against Georgia, Mississippi State, Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt at home. That's it? Well, no, no, I'm, I'm just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Writing those down in pen. I should say I, I'm pinning those in. Sharpie, if you will. Okay. No disagreements there? No, none. On the road, I will say that we will be Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Okay. That's nine. Mm-hmm. All right, so if we're staying on the road, that leaves Auburn, Florida, Kentucky, LSU, and Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. So Auburn, Florida, Kentucky, LSU, and A&M. Out of those five, where do you think Tennessee goes? At least three and two. You say at least three and two. Okay, I did. I did two and three in my own co- personal calculation. At, at least two and three. Yeah. I think you can go three and two, but I'm going to call the floor two and three. I don't okay. think three and two is a floor. Is that fair? Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. At home, you got Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, and Kentucky left. 
Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, Tennessee was undefeated at home last year. They ain't lost at home since, I think, Mar- uh, d- d- February of 2020. I say in those games, what do you think? What, what should you go in those three? Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Auburn. I mean, I guess the floor is two and two, but I still see, yeah, I mean, three and one is what I see. Okay. So I said three and one and two and three, and that equals 14 and four. It sounds like you kind of think 15 and three should be what we go. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at it that way, like that's how I got that math. Yeah. I think we're going to be very, very good. I think Tennessee is going to be an excellent team. I think, I mean, I agree. I think our starting five, they say Kumwa is back playing basketball. I think our starting five with him, Josiah, Phillips, Vescovy, and, you know, I don't know if it'll be BJ Edwards or Ziegler or what, or Tyreek Key, but like, I feel pretty good about that five. I do too. I think we're going to be very, very good. I have said that from the very beginning before we even got Julian Phillips. He just adds more to my faith in this team with Josiah, Santi, and Zakai. I'm very excited for basketball season. Not quite as excited as I am to watch Brother Hinn and sling that rock. Yeah, we you know we're, we're we're looking ahead, but that was the only news so far of the week. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it was a very good, very nice, uh, very nice conference schedule. Very nice. They threw us a bone, it seems. Should be a very, very fun year. Will be nice to beat Arkansas. Any, Yeah, Arkansas is going to be really good. Like Arkansas has, by the early draft measurements, the number one NBA prospect in college basketball. Yeah, they got like three first round, three lottery picks on their starting five, don't they? Or three first round draft picks? Three first round picks. I think two in the lottery and one like in the 20s. But they have the number one college player. Is the, it the, Nick Smith? Yeah, he's projected to go number three, their point guard. And then, you know, the big Frenchman. Have you seen that guy? Wambayana? Have you seen any highlights of him? No, I haven't. You should really watch something. Like, this is going to be a little hyperbolic, obviously. But he's like Chet Holmgren with actual muscles. But, like, it's more like Kevin Durant mixed with Rudy Gobert. He's like 7'3", but got... Has some weight on him, can block shots, can run the court. He looks like a freak. They're saying he's the best prospect since LeBron James. And it actually, I think that checks out. So he'll be good. He'll be number one. And right now, number two is supposed to be Scoot Henderson, who is the guy that left high school as a junior to go play in the G League. Okay. But then Nick Smith's number three. So, like, that's the best player in college basketball. He's at Arkansas. They got two other first-round picks. I will say that, like, Arkansas was way scarier when I thought Jalen Williams was also coming back to school. But he's not anymore. He went to the were, NBA. Were you surprised he got drafted as high as he did? I know it was a second-round draft pick, but I just didn't, like, nothing really stood out to me as an NBA player for him. I'll say at his size, his ability to be athletic, but also, like, he shows some pretty good shooting stroke. I don't under you know I don't I don't blame the Thunder for reaching on him because it's not like they're going to expect him to be good right away so he can he can grow there so I think he'll be a pretty good NBA player actually I mean he's so good on team defense I think he can learn to shoot the three so I, I'm surprised that he stayed in the draft though with a second round grade that really surprised me especially when Arkansas 
you know, we, we saw what they had coming back where so there's some talks will be the number one team in the country. Yeah. They probably would have been if he came back. Now I think Kentucky's projected to be number one, but still. I'm surprised he left with that on the table because they could legitimately win a national title. Any other college basketball thoughts? No. No. What's going on with Hendon and the boys? It feels like we don't really have anything to talk about with football because, like, there's no – there are no question marks. No, there's no, no – it's like uh, – I think we have, like, two weeks and five days until SEC media days. Um, every day brings us one step closer. Uh, my best friend Luke has spent the week in Pittsburgh scouting the terrain. He sent me a picture of a historic, beautiful Heinz Field earlier this week where Brother Hen will be slinging that rock in, I don't know, however many days, 70-something days, I think. It's almost here. Every day my chili gets a little bit warmer to watch this offense play. But no, no real news. What are even the question marks of this team? Linebacker, I would say. Linebacker? I mean, not I, I, question I, I, marks. I not there's no question marks in who will play at linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, like, are, is, are the linebackers going to be good? Yeah, that's a question mark. Like, is the secondary going to hold up? Sure. But, like, there's no, like, storylines. Nickelback, I guess, is the biggest storyline in terms of a starter on defense. That would be my pick. And then who starts at Nickelback? Is it Flowers? I think because Flowers got a lot of – didn't Flowers randomly play a lot of nickel in the spring? Uh, is it Christian Charles? Is it, is it – uh, they're going to slot Flowers over there. Slaughter, who also have Slaughter still. Who's going to be the second cornerback? Turnage, Kamal Haddon. I think it'll be Kamal Haddon at the second quarterback. So I guess the two question marks in terms of starters are Nickelback and the second cornerback. And then right tackle. Well, no, but I know they, like, Darnell Wright consistently says he wants to play right tackle. Do they move him back over to right tackle where he says he's most comfortable? If they do, then who plays left tackle? I don't want Darnell to play right tackle. I don't care how comfortable he, how much more comfortable he is at right tackle. Darnell, this is not really about you. This is about protecting Brother Hendon's backside. So we need you to stay at left tackle. But yeah, those would be the question marks. So we got a couple position battles. Yep. And those positions matter, don't get me wrong. But it's not like last year where you're trying to figure out quarterback. It's not like last year when you're trying to ask, like, who's going to be your go-to receiver. Because, I mean, at this time last year we thought it was going to be Jalen Hyatt, right? Yeah, or running back. We didn't really know who was going to be our go-to running I mean, we didn't, we didn't know anything about Tyon Evans. We didn't know anything about, like, tight ends either. Like, we didn't know anything about Jacob Warren or Princeton Fan, any of the wide receivers, the quarterbacks. We thought our best linebacker was going to be Jawan Mitchell. Like, we had a, you know, we didn't know anything about Chase Money McGrath at place kicker. So, we just get to sit back and watch him and score touchdowns. How hot is your chili? Very. Scale of 1 to 100. 87-88. Okay, wow. So you're you're getting ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm fine. This is the most this is the most excited I've been for a Tennessee football season in a long time. Have you been getting your emails for the season, like for tickets and stuff? I already have my tickets. 
Well, I mean, I know, but I didn't know if they were starting to send you stuff about guest tickets or road tickets, or I didn't know if that uh, was like I did, going I out. I did see Pittsburgh tickets go on sale to the general public, like, July 5th, maybe? Is what I... So you don't have your Pittsburgh tickets yet? No, I think they go on sale July 5th. Yeah, pit, pit tickets go on sale July 5th to anyone, because... For, I also learned this. We gave them an allotment, obviously, last year. They're not giving us an allotment, from what I understand. They're not, like, required to do that. Now, I'm imagining that is because they're not giving us an allotment because not enough people go to pit home games for it to matter. Yeah. But still, it's like, really, you're not even going to give us one after we gave y'all one, but, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, July 5th is when they go on sale to the general public. So, I'll be purchasing... Tickets to Tennessee at Pittsburgh on July 5th. That game's on ABC, too, I believe, right? Yeah, 330. 330. ABC, right there in that good slot. Gonna be nice and toasty. Nice and warm. I, I made fl- I made, I made plans with a couple friends to go somewhere, so I don't think I'm going to Pittsburgh. I'm a little, I'm a little embarrassed by it, but they wanted to go on a trip, and that was the weekend they picked, so I said whatever. Where y'all going? Just our we, we we go to Vegas together. Okay. So I'm like I'm gonna go to Vegas with them. Yeah. I mean I've been enough. I don't really want to go back, but I mean at least I'll be there watching football, you know what I mean? Yeah. Be a good weekend to go. I'm gonna miss the Titans home opener against the Giants. Not that that really matters, but Yeah, that sounds like a real fun game. Titans versus Giants. Those two high powered offenses just going at it. How many times do we think Daniel Jones is gonna fumble? I know it would have been a good one to be at. Like the, the the our defensive line had nine sacks and the Bengals lost, so like they might come out, champion got the bit, ready to go. He might get ten sacks this time. He's still their quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah. And just for the record, the Titans had top five offenses the two years before last year, and everybody got hurt. So that's what I said. Up. I said high power. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I've known you long enough to know when you got I that mean, little everyone, shitty grin. Everyone loves to watch Ryan Tannehill go sling it across the field. Everyone loves it. Especially Top five offenses the last two years or year and a half whenever he was uh, took over. So yeah, actually it's been two and a half years actually. So yeah, top five offenses. Where is where is Mariota at? He's is he with the Falcons now? It looks like he'll be the starting quarterback with the Falcons. Poor Brooks, poor user Brooks. Yeah, he's cosplaying as a Colts fan. Oh. All all the losers that are Falcons fans are cosplaying as Colts fans because they they want to believe that Matt Ryan is still good or ever was good. I just want to be. I just want everybody to know that this is a. Prove it year for Matt Ryan. If he sucks with the Colts, that's going to discredit everything everyone's ever said about him with the Falcons. Because they tell me he's not washed. They tell me he's ready to go. So if he goes there and he isn't good, this is going to ruin his legacy forever. Just for the record. I just want to, I just want to get that out on wax, Seth. Mm-hmm. I just want to get that out on wax. So, yeah, I'm not going to Pittsburgh. I'm looking forward to it. I just the road wins are fun, and we will be winning. I'm confident we'll win. We will be score. We will we, we, we'll score 45 points at least. That's What's my your level of confidence in Tennessee's offense for the 2022 season? One to one to a hundred. Eighty-five to ninety. Okay. We got, I mean, we got a quarterback that threw 31 touchdowns and three interceptions and ran for 720 yards. 
We've got one of the best returning wide receivers in college football. I'm excited to watch Big Set. I know you keep talking about Hendon Hooker, but I'm excited to watch Big Set. Yeah, Cedric's going to just tear people up. He's going to be unstoppable. Who's the best receiver we've had during our lifetime? Kelly Washington. Was it Meacham's? Was it Meacham's year? What about Kelly Washington's very first year? He was a monster that year. So, I mean, he would be my other option unless it was like, you know, I, I don't really know Peerless Price's stats off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I don't think it would be Peerless. Um, Obviously, I know he was a first-round pick and these other guys weren't, but... I guess, was Meacham my first-round pick? Yeah, it's okay, so he was. I mean, he was a monster Yep. that one year. Yeah, he didn't do anything until his junior year. Um, and then, yeah, he was, I guess, what, the, the 27th pick, I believe. See, I'm trying to look up how many yards, peerless price. We know the difference in eras, obviously. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out who our best, like, our best season of our lifetime is, like, Kelly Washington had twelve ca- or uh, twelve games, sixty four catches, a thousand yards, and five touchdowns his first year. I would have thought it was more than that, honestly. That was more than Peerless Price had his senior year. Okay. Which obviously, like Washington had a couple of just monster games, the LSU game especially. Kind of surprised he only had a thousand yards though. Yeah, I, I thought it was more than that too. He should have just gone pro after that year. Meacham, his last year had. 71 catches in 13 games, 1,298 yards and 11 touchdowns. So probably Robert Meacham that year. Yeah. Like, are you would, would you lock in? And we understand this. there's different eras here, like obviously. But like, I would lock in that Tillman's going to go over 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns. Agree yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah. I think that's a pretty fair assumption. Yeah, like we went through his stats on that one podcast. Like he didn't really do anything for UT until like the sixth or seventh game of the year, and then he just took off. And really, if Hooker doesn't go brain dead against Purdue, Tillman could have had like 250 yards receiving. Like Tillman could have broken the UT single game record against Purdue if if Hooker just hit his passes. Right. He still had seven for 150 and three touchdowns, but you're right. He could have easily had 250 yards. Yeah, I just don't know like how many people are going to be able to stop Cedric Tillman. Alabama couldn't last year at all. He did whatever he wanted. He ran away from Alabama. Um, you know, like Tillman's going to be able to do whatever he wants. Even if he can't run past the corners, he's so big. He can physically dominate these cornerbacks. He's going to be a monster. That sounds like a good thir- over thirteen hundred yards. Yeah, he's going to have some some games where he's unstoppable, and we have to throw him the ball over and over and over again. You know, so that what sounds. Joey, like good... What were Joey Kent's stats in college? I, don't I mean, know. I remember him obviously with Peyton. Did he have any monster seasons? I mean, his last two years: sixty nine, sixty eight catches, a thousand fifty five, a thousand eighty, nine and seven touchdowns. Okay. So, no real monster seasons. Can you hear my dog barking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Any other thoughts on Tennessee football for now? 
No, I'm ready. I'm excited. I too am ready and excited. We love Gramco, and Gramco loves you. That's why they're still giving you 25% off your order when you use the promo code VALS25. All together, no spaces. VALS25 for 25% off your Delta 8 needs. The gummies, they taste good. They feel good. The wake and bake coffee, a good way to get your focus started, to get your day started, help you focus. TheGramCode.com. Promo code VALS25 for 25% off. Again, thegramcode.com. Promo code VALS25. They said you guys have been killing it for me. I appreciate you. Thank you for liking to get high legally. Gramco is 100% legal. Must be 21 and older to try. Shipping is quick and discreet. Thegramcode.com. Promo code VALS25. Let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com. Slash Reed's Ranch, you get access to the Discord, which will be fun during football season. Got a tailgate, Gator Gate. Looking forward to that. For me, that's the beginning of Tennessee football season. I, I don't want to make the mistake of overlooking Pittsburgh, a la you know, the baseball team overlooking Super Regionals for Omaha, which, by the way, you said you're like 99% likely we were going to get there. Yeah. We, we didn't. You win some, you lose some. But Gatorgate should be a good time. We got a new $5 patron, Hunter Reese. Yes, shout out to uh, my brother Hunter, a lifelong friend of mine. A graduate of the University of Alabama, so now we have oh wow, an Auburn fan on the Discord. An Auburn graduate on the Discord, an Alabama graduate on the Discord. Um, Hunter is a great young man. His, uh, his first baby. Him and his beautiful bride are about to have a baby here soon in less than two months, actually, coming up soon. Have you bought the gift yet? Uh, I have not, but it's called Weekly Podcast. That is my gift to uh, it's my no, gift no, to my no, brother no, Hunter. No. We are now required to, is a good move by him, is you as a lifelong friend, you have to send a gift. I'll, sign, I'll my buy- name, sign my name to it. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll deliver a baby gift from uh, Reed's Ranch. For Hunter and his beautiful wife. I mean, if yes. you said that was your lifelong long friend, I've known Hunter. I've known. I've known him my yes. I've known him my entire life. Well, you have to get him a gift besides a weekly podcast. I'll get. I'll get him a gift. Sign my name. So yes, I'm glad he. Uh, he's also uh, turned several other people onto the podcast. Oh wow! Okay, spreading the word. Uh, Zach Curtis, that we sat with at the uh, SC baseball tournament, is one of those people. Him and his uh, brother-in-law listen because of Hunter. So, yes, he's a he's a fine young man. Shout out to Zach. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Uh, brother, big KBM guy, least favorite part about going on vacation? To me, it's simple. It's the, the traveling back home. Yeah, for sure, coming back. I mean, that's everyone's least favorite part, right? Like, I, you're ready to get home, don't get me wrong, but it's just getting back home that's terrible. Agreed. Yeah. You're ready to get back home, and it just takes... Yeah, it just sucks. It just sucks so bad, and when you finally get back home, you're tired. It almost ruins the trip, like, trying to get home. You come home tired from your vacation, which is supposed to be relaxing. So, to me, by far, the worst part is traveling back. Do you have any other uh, nominations? No. The other nomination I would have is just that, like, vacation, especially if you go with a group... 
if you're not just by yourself, which very few people go on vacations by themselves, would just be feeling like you have to do something. Like on some days on vacation, I just want to sit down and watch TV for a little bit. I just want to check out what Skip's yelling about or Stephen A. Smith's yelling about on first take. Just want to catch a couple hours of sports, see what's going on. My family was disappointed that uh, I stayed in Thursday night for the NBA draft. I just wanted to watch the draft. They're like, we're on vacation. We got to go try something different. I'm like, eh, just I want, to, I want to watch the draft tonight. It's once a year. It's what I like. My team should be doing something. I want to see what's happening. So that would be my least favorite part. If you say least favorite part of going on vacation to the beach, it's like that you feel obligated to eat seafood. The best food I ate in Key West was actually Italian. I ate some good chicken parm. And I'm not embarrassed of it at all. But the worst part, definitely, uh, traveling back. Brother Davey asks, would you have gotten McDonald's for those kids? Have you seen this video, Seth? No, I have not seen this video. Okay, there's a viral video that's gone, uh, that's gone around today where a father is bringing McDonald's to his son. The problem is his baby mother has a couple other kids who are not his son. So she would not let him give his kid McDonald's because the other kids don't have food. And says if he didn't bring enough food for them that the kid can't eat. He says, you know, obviously, like, hey, we'll just let the kid come outside. Let's go sit in the car. We'll eat it. And then she's screaming, acting unreasonable. But the idea was, like, if you're not bringing food for everybody, the kid can't eat this. And she throws the food and says he can't have it. So the question is, would you have gotten your kids half-siblings? Would you have gotten them food? There's so many bad decisions that have taken place before the purchasing of this McDonald's. And yes, yeah, so let's, let's overlook the idea that he we're going to ignore all those. Yeah, this because this these. woman, this woman just sounds horrible. This sounds like an awful family dynamic. It is. It is. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy. I'll buy the best yeah, of the situation. Yeah, he does. His kid. I'll buy the half. How many half siblings are we talking? That we don't know. I'm going Let's just say for the conversation's sake that it's at least two, maybe three. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you know, if it's like unless there's like five or more half siblings, yeah, we'll buy the whole. I'll even buy the woman McDonald's if she'll just let my kid eat a happy meal with his father in peace because that's really what's at stake here. If I'm this guy, I don't even think the dad was getting to eat the happy meal. I think he was just dropping it off. Is what it looked like. It looked like he was having to drop it off at the place and not get to actually eat with. Oh, him. Well, that's even worse. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, for the sake of just overlooking all the other bad decisions. Yeah, I'm gonna buy the half siblings. McDonald's because, like, all that is, you know, just to the side of what's most important, which is my kid getting to enjoy a Happy Meal. And it's not too much of a burden to buy, you know, like, three to five more Happy Meals. If it's like, yeah, two to three more, you're looking at, what, an extra 15 bucks? Which, I mean, sometimes an extra 15 bucks is tight for people. So, I mean, I'm not not trying to say, like, anybody can afford to pay for everyone's kids. It's been a really hot topic, though, on the internet of people arguing about it. About the family dynamics of how the half-siblings will hate the kid if he's getting all the good stuff and they're not getting anything. I don't know. I will say, like, I was taught, but this is like at school. Like, you know, if you don't bring desserts or treats for people unless you can bring them for everybody. 
but at the same time, it's food, and it's your kid. I kind of see both sides. Like, I feel like you have to show up at least with something for the other kids, right? I don't. I mean, like, I, let's say there are three kids. Like, you, I, I don't think you're that hard up that you can't bring at least a dollar burger for like the three other kids. Yeah, I agree that like you should just buy the rest of the kids. Hey, like, I would feel so bad for those other kids that like I would just end up buying them food too. That's where I think I'm at. Now, again, if he can't afford it, he can't afford it. But now it would get tiring. He... It would get tiring to have to provide for someone else's kids every single time you want to provide for yours. That that would yeah. get really tiring. And who knows? He might be stepping on toes if he starts buying. Yeah, it's like mowing another man's grass. You don't want to feed another man's kids. Yeah, he you know he might be stepping on some toes. I I don't know. It just sounds like an awful awful. No, the video that. it was posted in the the men seeking women. Thread. This video sounds sad. It was very sad, and the woman acted a fool. The woman acted uh, completely ridiculous and makes the video, you know, much worse, and you actually lose the discussion just for how crazy she is. It was wild, like, seeing the different sides of the internet because in the replies of that video, someone had posed a hypothetical, like, a couple months ago about the same situation of, like, showing up just to feed one kid out of five, and everyone was on the other side of, like, you've got to bring enough for everybody. But then they saw the way this woman acted, and everyone all of a sudden was on the other side of like, no, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they're not, like, it's just, she's getting mad that he's not feeding her kids. Like, it, and as per usual, it's worse for the, it's the worst for the kids. It is. So, to answer the question, I think I would have tried to at least bring something for the other kids. Assuming there were no more than like five, I can't. I can't feed five. It is tough. I mean, I I get pieces of both sides. I think ultimately your responsibility is to take care of your kid. Assuming you're not like the stepfather and in a relationship with this woman, right? Because when you're a stepfather, it goes, there's different rules, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a stepfather, you have to buy food for the kids. Right. Right. There's different rules, obviously, but I get both sides, and ultimately you just have to take care of your kid. But ugly situation. Next question, please. Uh, Brother BJ, a.k.a. Paul Paul, almost halfway through the year. Is there anything you want to accomplish before the end of the year? Um, first of all, I'd like to say, uh, BJ, your new profile picture on Facebook is a tremendous family photo. You look very handsome, and you have a wonderful family. Um, I would like to continue to choose joy every single day and love my neighbor as I love myself. Yeah, I got to be honest, I don't really have any goals that I'm trying to hit between now and the end of the year. I mean, I want to keep reading. I, I got a goal of getting to 12 books, which I mean isn't a lot for some people, but a, a book a month. I'm a little bit behind pace, Seth, but I finished my fourth book. I've started my fifth book. I'm going to catch up, blame the NBA playoffs, but over the next two months, I'll finish uh, like probably three or four, so I'll get back on pace. I want to be able to finish that. But otherwise, no, not not really. Other than just like, you know, going a couple trips and not spend money on stupid stuff, I guess. As well as, you know, being nice to people. Like you, all the things you said about choosing joy. Yeah. Just. Brother OG Matt asked, does turning off the notifications on your phone for Amber Alerts make you a bad person? I, I'm going to lean toward no, but I don't know why you have them off. 
Well, I mean, I was in a movie yesterday, Seth. I was, I was watching a movie, and it was actually about child abductions. The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. Love Ethan Hawke. And, like, kids get kidnapped in the movie. And when one of the kids got kidnapped, an Amber Alert went on everyone's phone at the same time, and it was pretty startling. And a little ironic. It ended up being a blue alert, but, I mean, we didn't know the difference. I mean, I don't think it makes you a bad person just because, like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to go out and find the person. No. But at the same time, we can't be, like, ultimate. I feel like turning off the Amber Alert on your phone set is ultimate bystander effect. You don't have to worry about it because you assume someone else will find them. For sure. And if everyone does that and we all ignore Amber Alerts, we're never going to find the kids. Yeah. So I feel like my ultimate decision is, yes, it makes you a bad person. There you go, Matt. You are a bad person. I mean, just, I hate it. We have to tell the truth here on the Reed's Rants podcast with Seth Hughes, though. You're a bad person. Is the is the little alarm going off really bothering you that much, man? That's how I feel. Like, how would you why. feel if you were the family of the person who had the, uh, the kid missing, huh? I'm sorry my little alarm troubled you, sir, as I'm looking for my kid. Yeah, the notification on the phone was just too much of a cross to bear. Yeah. Would love to switch places with you. Would love to have to hear the alarm and the alerts and, you know, still have my kid, but sorry it, it startled you while you were driving or trying to take a nap. Yeah, it makes you a bad person. I feel strongly about this now that we've talked it out. Brother CB, a.k.a. Colts Beat Reporter, you get one shot. A layup for 100000 a free throw for four hundred k, a high school three for $1.5 million, and an NBA three for $3 million. Which are you picking? You have a week to prepare. Good question, CB. Good question. Layup 100000 free throw 400 k, high school three, $1.5 million, NBA three, $3 million. What are you leaning towards, Seth? I thought about this. I, my first, like after thinking about it for just a little bit, my first thought was that I go for the free throw. Okay. Because 400K is a significant chunk of change. You're risking a little bit over the layup. But like, if you practice for a week, I could have free throw shooting down to a very, you know, I could feel really confident about that free throw. Where are you thinking at? Where are you thinking you can hit the free throw at if you practice for a week? 85%, 80%, 90%? For me, then I start looking at the high school three, though. And that's probably only an extra five feet back. Your percentage of a high school three after practicing for a full week would probably be around 45, 50%. So you're losing 30%, but more, more than tripling the money? 900K, yeah. More money. No, no, no. 1.1 million, Seth. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Wow, math guy over here. 1.1 million dollars on like basically a a 30% difference to me is worth it. But then I found myself thinking an NBA three, that's only like an extra probably six feet back. See, I I was also, the other thought I had was that if you're going to choose the high school three, you just choose the NBA three. I shot 100 threes, college threes, a month or so ago. And I hit like 37 of them, I think. And that was without really practicing. Now, you know, if there's money on the line and you practice nonstop, like I think you could probably get that up to probably hitting 50 out of 100. I still feel like that's probably not worth the risk, though. I think I'm trying the high school three for 1.5 million. 
Now, you know, we're, we're taking out the caveat that you can shoot, like, the corner three that isn't that much further back. We're thinking top of the key. Although, I will say, when I play basketball on Thursdays, I shoot better when I'm three or four feet behind the line. Just because, like, I'm naturally strung now from working out all the time, not to brag. But these triceps are, like, uh, it's more natural for me being three or four feet behind the line, actually. Yeah. I'm not doing the layup. I'm doing a free throw at least. Yeah, I'm not doing the layup either. Layup's probably 98%. It's probably like 95% if you consider pressure. The free throw is four times the amount of money and, you know, probably 10% less likely. Mm -hmm. So it's the layup's stupid. I think ultimately I'd try the high school three. Because 1.5 million to me is obviously worth it. Three million would be cool, but like 1.5 million, like that's a a big, big leap from where yeah. we're at. And I just, I'd feel like such a pussy shooting the free throw. Brother Bobby McRib, which major U.S. city would you least like to have to spend the rest of your life in? Major is defined as having at least one big four league pro sports team. You are not allowed to leave the city limits for any reason for the rest of your life. So what are the parameters we're looking for here? Weather, city size. Is there anything else besides those two things? General dysfunction. Okay, so like you're throwing out like Portland and Seattle. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, are there any Detroit. other cities that you think of? Okay, Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go to Portland. Obviously, Seattle. I didn't really mind Seattle that much. It's a very clean city, but man, yeah, a lot of dysfunction. So that's out. San Francisco's out. Detroit. I, I mean, it might be Detroit. Like, Detroit just seems so cold. And so awful. That would be bad. Cleveland for the same reasons, like being right there on the river. Cleveland would be bad. Not being able to leave the city parameters, does that mean like New York City? You're so small right there. Like I guess you get all five boroughs, but it's still small. Yeah, I'm assuming that like, you can go to like Long Island, I would imagine. D.C. is tiny. That would be up there. I would not want to do D.C. either. The traffic of D.C. and the, and the, the size of D.C. makes it probably top or bottom three on this list. Yep. In my opinion. If you had to, what would, what would your, uh, what would, what major city, what major U S city would be at the top of this list for you? That That's you a good question. Most like, and you, like if you, you can't leave and you're saying like, you can't leave the city, right? Like you gotta stay there. I feel like it has to be a major city that has like good weather and like a beach at least. Right. Or like mountains it has to have something to it. People love Denver. Like, Denver, I feel like you have mountains and lake, but is, are they in the city limits? Like, that's the key. I, I don't think so. Yeah, so, I mean, like, that, that would just be, like, tantalizing. You'd be there just looking at them. Yeah, and, like, it, it took us, like, an hour to get to Breckenridge from Denver over Christmas. Yeah. Um, Dallas would be up there very high for me. When I think of as, Dallas, I think of just really, really hot, though. As well summer, as Nashville and Atlanta. It, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is they, Chicago's probably too cold, right? Yeah. Yeah, Chicago would be very low for me. Is the answer Minneapolis? And they got lakes. 
It gets cold up there. You get a winter. Yeah, that that's like a that's like a true, true winter. I don't think you want any part of that, buddy. Well, I know, but the whole city's like to get around downtown and stuff. Like they have like the the, the, the under yeah okay. the the heated like tunnels or not even tunnels or like the heated walkway in the sky. Actually, I don't think it's underground. I think it's overground. Yeah, yeah, they have the 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 tubes or whatever you want to call them. But I do hate the winter. You're right. But if I could, if I'm living in the city, like chances are I might could just stay like in those heated places. And not have to drive much. Well, you're definitely not going to be driving much during the winter, period. Yeah. I think I might go to Minneapolis. That would be extremely low on my list. Okay. Maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know. Because of the weather. I want nothing to do, like, like, Dallas, Nashville, Atlanta. I don't particularly care for Charlotte. I just assume there are some lakes, like, inside the city limits. But maybe I'm wrong on that. This is... Please note, my Minneapolis answer is only contingent on like there being water. What's the land of a thousand lakes? Well, that's right? what I know. That was my assumption. If there's no water, then I'm out. Well, you could go Salt Lake City. They got a lake here. I don't think you can really swim in it, but they do have a lake. And they do have a professional sports team. I can go watch the Jazz. I would imagine yeah. the women in Utah are beautiful too. Probably yeah. eager for a nice Southern gentleman like me too. This might, this might, that might be the right answer. Too bad we'll never know since uh, Danny bought out of the BYU game. I know it wasn't in Salt Lake City, but I was going to go through Salt Lake City. It is a shame. It is a shame. God damn it, Danny. God damn it. Uh, Brother BMV asked a question for me. Would it be a smart financial move to bring all of my beer liquor to Gulf Shores due to what I have been told is a high liquor tax in Alabama? There are about a million people that you could ask about the high liquor tax in Alabama that'd be better to ask than me. But you are seriously thinking about taking ninety bush lights on vacation. You need to. You need to take a You'll long save like look $4, in the mirror, bro. You need to take a long look in the mirror. You take a long look in the mirror. I would say that I would rather pay the high the high state tax than than break federal laws. Isn't it illegal to take alcohol across state lines? Sure, but we're gonna say it is illegal. Just I mean, think sure about the look in your children's eyes when they see daddy taking 90 bush lights in the back of the minivan. I would just, to me, it's not even the kids because I feel like they're not going to judge pops. Maybe they will 20 years down the road, but that'll be like years later in therapy when they're 25 and 26 and trying to figure it out. I would just say I would rather pay the high... T- I would say I'd rather pay the tax just to not have to deal with my wife knowing that I did that. <laughs> and all the that's gonna take up a lot of room in the minivan. Can we talk about the fact this guy Blue Moon Vol is not taking any blue moons in this situation? I know, it's it might be time we rebrand him. Where the hell does the blue moon even come from? I've never heard you talk about drinking blue moon. Yeah, me neither. Brother Brizzy asks, Brother Brizzy wants to know, should we nationalize the fuel industry? I have no takes on this. I don't either. I think we should go all in on electric vehicles, Brother Brizzy. Oh, wow. Liberal Seth here, buying into the propaganda. I think we should go all in on electric vehicles. You're doing exactly what the government wants you to do. Well, they're not going to let us use American fuel. 
I'm looking at getting an electric car too, so that's working on me too. I was looking before this, but I'm definitely looking now. It's just impossible to get one because all the assembly lines are fucked. Yeah, I have long been uh, infatuated with electric vehicles. I think they're extremely cool. I was looking at the Mustangs, and I can't find them anywhere. That was a good ginger ale I just finished. That's all I got. I love you all. Hey, DeJounte Murray's a hawk, buddy. He is. Big news. It's huge news. It's huge news. I'm so happy. I'm glad we got to share it together. Since I won't get to share and embrace with you inside of Heinz Field. But I'll see you for Gatorgate. Keep that chili yes, hot, my friend. Goodbye. Love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Got a bouncing up and down like a pogo stick. I took a flight home to Puerto Rico. I got an ego, she said she knows so, she want my mojo, she classic so hard, going to Home Depot, she want my pogo, she want that, 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 oh, 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 oh my god, this beat is shit, got a bouncing up and down on my pogo.
Baby, no money, Diplo, you know what the fuck going on? 